You're listening to the Marathon Church Podcast. We exist to build communities that love Jesus, love people, and live on purpose. To learn more about Marathon Church, visit MarathonChurch.org. We hope that this encourages you and builds your faith. Enjoy this week's message. Morning, everybody watching online all over the place. You wouldn't believe how far. This has been amazing what's happening. How's the love thing going anyway? Is it working out okay? You loving people? Most people? Well, if I said maybe you can love everybody, maybe, would that feel better? I can't love every. Is it possible to love everybody? Those are things we're going to answer today. What do you do with people who are hard-headed? Here's, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to just name some things, and uh, you see if it fits. <laughs> hard-headed, uh, hard, hard to deal with, opinionated. I'm just going to tell you what I think. Uh, I'm going to speak my mind. Uh, those are the people we kind of want to deal with. And uh, you're supposed to love them too. Did you know that? You're supposed to actually love everybody according to the Bible. You're supposed to love everybody. So we've got to figure out how that's going to work. Uh, that would probably be good to do that. Uh, let's do this first. Let's go ahead. Let's see if this is going to work. There we go. Uh, make sure you get to the app because we're going to do everything from there. I got all my notes are on there. Everything's there. Uh, so take care of that. Get that opened up, and we'll do that. Now, I don't, uh, I, I, you know it's weird when you're backstage and you're about ready to walk out and you see something you can't fix. I got paint all over me. I don't know where it came from. I, mean, I did paint yesterday. I thought, I got that off. Evidently, I'm getting older and I cannot see. Uh, that's not really funny. That was not, you ain't supposed to, you know. Okay, you hit 41, and there you go. Hey, I was in Florida, by, by the way, you know. I was in Florida last week, and uh, it was doing, we were doing really well until this hurricane came in. Everything was going just wonderful and everything. I will say this. I haven't told anybody this. Uh, I had my tent set up on the beach, you know. I had this, like, the 10 by 10, you know, I was ready. I'm all in, you know. I got the big tent. I got the chairs. I got everything. And I leave for about an hour, and next thing I know, I can't find it. And then my daughter says, oh, oh, yeah, Daddy, uh, we saw it floating. And so when they say a hurricane's coming in, you need to watch stuff on the beach. And so we were there, and we were going to try to stay another day. And then uh, that morning, which is Saturday morning, I got this alert on my phone, everybody needs to get out. I'm like... Okay, and then I look down, and the, all the residents that are there, we're in a condo. There's no, there wasn't many people, and there wasn't many people. COVID Florida is what we called it. So there wasn't many people there. So they had a choice. I could either stay and do and put together sandbags, or I could go home. What do you think I did? I went home because I'm on vacation. I don't do sandbags on vacation. That's a new thing. So we got to talk about this love revolution. Oh, I did pray for them, by the way. Does that feel better? I did. Your Lord helped them. Everybody live. And they did. Is that good? The prayer was answered. It's amazing. Uh, revolution. Let's look at it. A sudden, radical, and complete change from the way things are normally done. This is me right here. If, there is, if this is, is something I love, this is what I love when things aren't normal. I know it's hard. I know you don't like it. Most of you like a certain rage, you know, schedule, a certain way things are done. Because, but what happens in this radical thing, that's when people find Jesus Christ. Does everybody understand how that works? Because Jesus comes in, does a love revolution, changes the whole world. Changes everything. And so that's kind of what happened. So we have the, let me give you this here. This is us. 
and we'll make sure we understand. I take, uh, take up compassion and surrender my excuses. I stand against injustice and commit to live out simple acts of God's love. Now, have you done this simple acts of God's love? You know, we said we were going to try to, like, change the face of Facebook. Does everybody remember this? Like we were going to say something nice and some sunshine and rainbows on Facebook. Has everybody done that? Oh, no. That has not happened. We'll continue. Continue. I refuse to do nothing. This is my resolve. So we're just not going to sit back and just let things happen. We're going to be, if we can do something about it, we're going to do something about it, and we're going to change it. So in the middle of all that, you know, we're going to try to love people, but then you got these people. You know these people, right, what I'm talking about? These people who are hard-headed, hard to deal with, and let, let's say that none of them are in this room. Okay, so everybody's on the same page and none of them in this room. But let me ask you this. Did a name come to mind just immediately? It's there, isn't it? It is there, I know. Um, so we're going to deal with these people, those people, us. God, you know, did, did God really die for all of those people? You know what I'm talking about, right? There's, you know, the only, here's what I know what you've said. Only God could love them. Only God could love them. That is true. That is absolutely true. Only God could love them. Problem, problem, he's going to use you to do it. And that's a problem because you pray the house will fall on them. That's how you, some of you prayed for that earthquake this morning. I'm shaking it up. I know you did. So this is how it works. Uh, one of the things that we have to think about as we get into this, have y'all noticed anything different up there? Did I just create an emotion of love and hate? Did I just create an emotion of love and hate? See, what happened last week, we talked about these, like a brand, you know, when you look at something, when you see Clemson, what do you see? Champions? Winners? Boy, this is going to be a fight. Here's some, uh, this is a great message for you people. You people. Did you like that? You like that, didn't you? Uh, what do you, when you think of Carolina, what do you think? Somebody, did you say what? Bold and sexy. That's what I got up here. I hope it's too late. It's out. Okay. So there was an emotion that goes with this. Now, what I normally think about uh, is football, right? You don't, we don't, when you see Cliff, do you think volleyball? You think baseball? I do with Carolina. They'll have three championships, right? Uh-huh. Okay. Is that all? And golf? You don't think of Well, maybe it looks better this way. Did you notice I did something? Does anybody notice what just happened? We have one. You want to go back? Look, you see that? That feels really good to the Clemson fans, and this feels right here better. This right here feels better to the Carolina fans. There's a brand that goes with it. It makes you feel something. And last week, uh, Craig was talking about when you say the word Christian, what does that look like? That's scary, isn't it? Because we're not really branded well. In the first century, the Christians were known by a couple of things. They were known by their love for one another and their generosity. That's what, how they knew it. They were giving things to each other, selling things. They were doing everything they needed to love people because now that, listen, the whole gospel was opened up to everybody. Did y'all know that? Every, the whole world now could go to heaven. And you know that it wasn't that way in the beginning. Jesus comes along and radically changes everything and says, everybody can go. All the people we didn't like, all the hard heads, knuckleheads, everybody has an opinion. We're going to still love them. Even the Pharisees, we'll let them in. It's amazing, isn't it? And that's what we were talking about. So here's, here's something that I want you to think about. Oh, I forgot you were following me. I'm screaming, just messing them up back there. Just hang on. We're going there. Uh, 
this is what, when we talked about love, the response to love, what do we need to do? And we really need to think about this before I mention what I'm going to mention. Because it could be that we're in this. Okay, so everybody good? So we're not going to, here's our response. Don't do anything to hurt you. Everybody understand. Don't do anything to hurt you. Don't do anything to hurt somebody else. And don't be mastered by anything. Now, we're not going to deal with number three today. We're not going to deal with that. But I will say this. If you're mastered by something, it could be anything. It could be alcohol, drugs, exercise, food, something. What happens is it gets in the way. This thing takes over your life, and you can't love. And it, it runs, it gets in, you get in trouble with it. And so that's one of the things that you have to watch for. But I'm not going to hurt myself, and I'm not going to hurt you. If we can get that going, that thought as we move into this, because it will help. It is humanly impossible to love everybody. It's cool. If you agree with that, just, just raise your COVID hand and say, yes, I agree with that. It is humanly impossible to love everybody. Does that feel a little bit better that somebody actually said it in a service? Because it is hard to love some people. And it could be you. Now, I don't know. I know if you're thinking about that, but it really could be you. I do think people like to share their opinions when they're not asked for them, when people don't ask for them. I think that's hard to deal with. And there's a, let, me, let me say something real quick. Why would they do that? Ah, that's a good question. Why would I share my opinion when nobody really asked for it? Why would I share with you what I'm just going to tell you what I think, and that's just the way it is? Why would they do that? Why would they do that? You've got to think about that as we walk into this. Remember, we don't hurt you. We don't hurt somebody else as we get into this. Uh, here, here's, a, here's a good verse for you. Love only people that are lovable. That way people can see how easy it is to be like Jesus. Does everybody know where that is? You may do that again. For everybody online that just messed you up, let's watch this again. Okay, love only people that are lovable. <sighs> it feels so good, doesn't it? Only die for people that are lovable. How about that, Jesus? That's good, isn't it? <laughs> I love that. That way people can see how easy it is to be like Jesus. Uh, I wish it was so, chapter one. I wish it was so, chapter one, verse 121. Let me go ahead and help you. All right, that's not in there. It actually says in one spot, if you only love people that love you, then how is that love? Ah, so let's do this. Maybe there's a possibility that these difficult people are in your life for, uh, I'm gonna say it, a reason. Is Is that good? You just wish they were in somebody else's life. But you can't get rid of them. You have to go work with them. You actually live with them. They come over at Christmas. They eat your food. And you have to buy a gift. But it's not going to be a big gift. It's going to be a little gift. And so here's what I'm saying. This is, if, if we only love people that love us, then what is that? So I'm trying to deal with, is everybody right now, this week, dealing with somebody that's pretty difficult in your life? Would you agree with that? All right. There's a reason why it happens every week because we are people and we are human and we are born sideways. We don't know what we're doing. If you don't believe me, again, just go to social media and you'll find out. You would say, does somebody really think like that? Yeah. 
They do. Because we don't know what we're doing. This is why Jesus came. This is why we have the gospel. This is why we have the Bible. To actually try to help figure out how to live. That's why we're going to go there. That's why we're going to go there. Try to, you know, so that's not really what it says. So it doesn't say you love people that love you, only love you. Uh, it actually says this, which is not, this is no fun. Can I just go ahead and say that? You ought to try to preach this one. Because I got hard-headed people. You know, I might be one of those. I could be one. All right, let's move on. Bless those who persecute you or are cruel in their attitude toward you. Bless and do not curse them. How many of you have cursed them this week? You go ahead. We're all, nobody can see you. You can put all your hands down now. That's fine. Uh, and you know you have. So, so, wait. <laughs> so let's, do this. let's just say this. We've got a hard head. Uh, we got somebody that's hard to deal with. They basically don't care what you think. They tell you everything they think. They don't want to hear what you say. They hurt you. And they just do all that. And then you are supposed to pray for them. And you are supposed to bless them. So Monday morning, uh, you're supposed to take something sweet to them. Take some cookies in to the person who just cussed you out. How is that? That does not feel good. But you want to do love, right? This is the love thing we're talking about. We're not talking about your thing and how you feel. This is, it, it's impossible to love everybody, humanly impossible to love everybody unless it comes from God. So what I'm telling you is not from you. It is from him. But the only way that he walks on the earth is he walks through you. The only way people know his love is they know this love through you. Do you understand how this works? I don't care how mad you are. Bake some cookies. You see what I'm saying? Now, one thing will happen, and we'll go to that in just a minute. Uh, feelings follow action. This is why if you decide you're going to go work out, you won't feel your way into working out. Does everybody understand that? Oh, it might happen for like three days. But what you do, you'll get there. It's like church. Many of you, oh, I didn't want to go today. But now are you glad you're here? Probably. I say you are anyway, you know. But, you know, feelings follow the action. So the action of, buy, you know, giving out cookies or whatever, I don't even know what you need to do to bless this person that is messing with you, that you have a hard time with. It could be your family. Uh, I don't know what you need to do, but you need to do something for them because what you got to do, it, it releases you from them. If you don't do this, you're going to go home and you're going to go to bed and that person's going to be in your mind and you're going to think about them and you're going to be angry, you're going to be unforgiving and it's going to start grinding on you and you're going to be a miserable person. And there is a reason why people lash out. There is a reason why people are opinionated. Did you know that? There's a reason why people tell you what they think because something has happened and you're getting it. And that's what you got to think for a moment. Why? See, most people are lashing out. Most people who are opinionated. Most people, do, they don't want anybody near them. Somebody hurt them, and now they're hurting you. They don't want to get near you. So here we are. So what I got to do, I, why do I pray for them? To, you need to release, get them, get them away from you, get them out of your life. And what I mean by that is not out completely. I'm talking about your thoughts, how your feelings. You have to remember that Jesus Christ died for them. They are still worthy of God. Okay, and they're still worthy of your cookies. Even though you don't even feel it. You don't even have to feel this. You can go get something at Ingalls, just throw something on the desk. You don't have to feel it. It'll come later. 
This is what's so hard. You can say, I love you, and you don't have to mean it. And we'll talk about the words, but what it does, it changes who you are toward them, and it will eventually change them. Screaming and yelling, they're used to that. Uh, Second thing, it releases them to God. I think you need to quit trying to fix people. Is everybody with me? (laughs) Would you please just stop? Try to fix a teenager. Stop. Stop. That is definitely a God thing. They'll have to be fixed somewhere. Was you a teenager at one time? Well, sure. So who fixed you? (laughs) So you got to think like this. If I release them to God, let God handle them. Here's the other thing that happens. You're not out. If, if, listen, you are not out. You are out of the way, and now God can work on them. I've seen so many people get in the way of what God wanted to do because you want to get in the way, and you want to help. I want to fix them. Stop it. He didn't tell you to fix them. He told you to pray for them. He told you to bless them. He told you to do those things. Let God do his thing. But here's the thing. Here's the deal. He's probably going to use you to get them to God. And right now, that is not what you want him to do. You want somebody else to do it. But you're the closest to the fire. You're the one getting yelled at. You're the one having all this stuff happen to you. So you're going to be the one. So you're going to have to fix some things as we get into this. You're going to have to fix some stuff. Let's deal with you. Let's deal with us before we deal with them. So let's just back up for a moment. So we know the hard heads when the people are yelling and screaming and there's something going on with them. Does everybody pretty much agree with that? And I would say that if you're one of those unlovable people, if you want to call yourself that, or you're like, I don't want anybody near me, why are you this way? That's what we want to look at. What is wrong? What happened to get you to the place you are? Why do you feel the way that you feel? Why do, you, why do you hate life so much and people so much? That's where we got to go. So let's deal with us before we deal with them. Is that, is that good? Or you'd rather me not just do that and just move on? Let's just go to them. We like to do that. Yeah, let's do them. No, let's do us first, okay? Because this is really important. And uh, here's, here's what happens. It seems like that we don't think anything is wrong with us, but there's more wrong with them. And if they would just do what we asked them to do, then everything would be okay. Would that be pretty much it? That's probably something they're doing, something you don't like. And so this is causing the issue. So here it is. And why worry about the speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? Two people on the stage. You ready? You got one with a toothpick. And over here, you got one with a log. I just chose y'all over there. We have a log and we have a toothpick. And the one with the log is walking over. Can you only imagine? He's walking over from over here. He's doing this. He's walking over. You need to get the toothpick out of the eye. And the, the problem with that is the person with the toothpick can't really under, can't see because of the log. Like it's too, I can't see what you're trying to tell me because you got such a, a log coming out of your eye. I mean, you said this is crazy. This is what the Bible tells us. That's how big the difference is. When we don't deal with us and we try to deal with something else, we need to first back up and say, why am I responding the way I'm responding to this person? Why are they making me so mad? Why? Why, did, why are people angry over Clemson and Carolina? What's going on? You ever thought, I mean, I love football. I'm just saying what causes the anger? What happened there? And so this is what the Bible is telling us. 
And now, watch this. How can you think of saying to your friend, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye? Imagine this. I'm probably knocking some of you down right now. Turn. Let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye. That is the problem. I really can't tell what's wrong with you because I'm so messed up. Because I'm seeing things from where I come from. I'm seeing things from my hurt. I'm seeing things from my pain. I'm seeing things from, why, why? Here's the question. Why am I so angry at these people, these hard-headed people, as if I'm not one of them? The one with the log says, this is the way it should be. And this guy with the speck says, Really? Like, you got your own deal. You need to go fix that. Don't be telling me what to do. And everybody's out. So now what we're going to do? Watch this. He said, hypocrite, first get rid of the log in your own eye. Then you will see well enough. You will see well enough. This is so fun. You will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. You will see well enough. This week, my daughter, she's going to hate me right now. She's going to hate me. She locked her keys in her car. Not one time. But two times. Okay, it's all out there now. So the first time I made a phone call, we got roadside assistance, this guy comes out. And uh, I do not know this guy, but I'll never forget this guy. <laughs> so he comes out, and I'm trying to be as nice as I possibly can. You understand what I'm saying? It's raining. I said, I'm so sorry. It's raining. I so sorry. You know, I had to come in. Well, that's all right. So I tried to talk to him. How you doing? Fine. And he just kept working. And finally, I could tell this guy did not want to have a conversation with me. So I just backed up. And I let him do his thing. We got the car open. Next day, phone call. Dad, I did it again. I called the guy Grizzly Adams. That's what I called him. He said, you know what I did, ladies and gentlemen? I put my daughter on that man. Because I wanted my daughter to see what misery looks like. What being, what being angry at the world looks like. So I let her handle it. And she got home. She said, why did you not tell me? Why did you not tell me? He was so mad when he got there. I said, well, that's the second time he comes seeing you. So you, I was like, so I'm just saying, I don't know. I don't know enough about this guy or what happened to this guy. I, I, all I know is that something's wrong and it's not me. You see, I could have took that real personal. You ever done that? Somebody's, somebody's angry at something else and you catch it and you're like, well, they don't love me no more. They don't love me. That has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with you. And so this is what I'm saying. We got to make sure we, have our, we handle our own business before we try to handle somebody else's business. You understand how that works? And that's what the Bible is telling us. Make sure you know where you are before you go doing something else. So let's check out this love revolution and see how we're doing. So we know that we got hard-headed people to deal with. And the way to deal with them is we're supposed to pray for them and love them and take them cookies. Has everybody got it? Does everybody understand? Second thing we know is that you probably got something wrong with you. Is that fair enough to say? If you look in the mirror, it's hard to tell we have things wrong with us. Because, you know, I, I'm an angel. That's what my family will tell you. I am an angel. And uh, that's not really true, by the way. So we have our days, we have our moments, but knowing who we are really helps. 
First thing I would do before you start spouting off at somebody, uh, I would pray for discernment or insight before you start spouting off. I could have went at Grizzly Adams. I could have said, what's wrong with you? I'm paying you to be here to open the door. You should be glad we locked the keys in the car today. And we'll do it again tomorrow too. (laughs) Have you ever done that? You don't know who it is. You're not having a good day. Nobody's having a good day. Car's locked. The keys in the car raining. And then I'm getting an attitude from the guy that I am paying. See there? Oh. Pray for insight before you spout off. You don't, if you could see things, this is why he tells us to make sure you know you get the log out of your eye before you try to help somebody else. Handle your business because you need to know that people are not all, they're, they're not all right. They're not. And that's why Jesus Christ came. So pray for insight. Let me do this. Uh, kind words bring life, but cruel words crush your spirit. I did not have uh, a real kind word for the guy. I just said, thank you for helping me. And I backed out of the way because I didn't want to get in the way. Because I don't know how they open the car doors and they do this thing and, you know, and then I went over to open the door. Don't know. He said, don't do that. Don't touch the door. I got to get the mileage on the car. I'm like, okay, what? I'm just like, I'm just going to disappear. I'm going to disappear. But you know what? Who's he mad at me? No, he's not mad at me. This is what I'm saying. Before you go spouting off, when you're thinking about that person right now, why don't you think what's happening to them in their life right now? What is happening? Listen, everybody's having an issue right now. Everywhere I crawl, all over across the world, COVID and everything that's going on, everybody's having an issue. What I'm saying is we need to make sure we know what we're doing spouting off and running our mouth, all those things, saying the things. The Bible says you need to bring kind words to bring life. This will change people. This happens all the time because it brings life. And those harsh words will crush. And you need to think about that with your children. You better be very careful what you say to your children. Need to be careful. As much as you want to, like, reach out there and touch somebody, you need to say, yes, Lord, I love them. You know what I mean? Two times in the car. Two times, you know. But I'm saying, make sure you know your words have power behind them. Um, Let me do this. Be ready to, I must hit it two times. Hang on. Be ready. I'm sorry. There we go. Be ready to forgive. Let's make sure we do this. Be ready to forgive them often. Be ready to forgive them often. Like how many times? Like all the time. (laughs) How about tomorrow? Yes. Tomorrow too. How about right now? Right now. Because you're going to take this with you wherever you go, and it's going to crush your spirit. It's going to crush your spirit. It's going to come out in everything you do. Everything that you enjoy, you will not enjoy anymore because it always go back to that event or that person or this thing, and you have to forgive often, your family especially. Especially. Over and over again. Now, we're going to talk about how to deal with that in just a minute and what you should do, but you better be ready to forgive. Peter asked this. He said, he came up. He was being pretty, he's being cool, you know. He said, Peter came up and said to him, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? And he was being bold right now because he thought he was doing something good. Um, 
As many as seven times, Jesus said to him, I did not say to you seven times, but 77 times or 70 times seven in the King James. Let's just say it's a lot. I don't know how many of you, did y'all add this up? Because <laughs> you get to the end of that and you think, okay, I'm done. 70 times seven, I'm done. You get to the end. What he's saying every time, and it's not really for them, it's actually for you. This is where, it get, where the rubber meets the road. It's really for you and not for them. Remember, God's got to get to them, and the way he's going to do that is through you. Causing pain for you and causing pain in others is not how to get there. So this is what he was saying, making sure you do, that when it comes to the love revolution, understanding that I'm going to have to forgive how many times? All the time, all the time. But it's not right. I know it's not right. Listen, you were wronged. Somebody did something you wasn't supposed to. You're, I'm not going to forgive them. Well, you go ahead and take them home with you. You take them to every event you go to. Every, every meeting they go with you. Everywhere you go, they're there. Because you have refused. But you don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. But I know what it will do to you. Every time. How many times? Every time. Let's look at this. All right, let's, let's have a talk right here. How much time? I'm about done, so this won't take long. But I need you to think about what I'm about to say. Be willing to cover somebody's sin. Now, you just think about what I'm going to show you. I'll show you the verse. Let me read the verse. Above all things, have intense and unfailing love for one another, for love covers a multitude of sins, forgiveness, and disregards the offense of others. Now, what am I saying? Cover the sins of others. Listen, there's two things, there's two sins you can't, uh, you can't cover. And I want everybody to hear this because if you don't hear me, you'll mess up. There's two things. If somebody's done something illegal to you or immoral to you, you're going to have to get help. Because what I'm talking about, if there is uh, verbal or, or physical or sexual abuse, somebody has wronged you financially, all, all that stuff, you'll have to get help with. And let me tell you where you don't send it. Facebook. Does everybody understand? This is not covering sin to send it to Facebook. And so what, what he's saying here is there are certain things that we can do that we can cover that we need to cover. Because many of us, we can't help but say somebody hurt me and put it on Facebook and put it out here, put it out there. And it just, it just blows up the chance for anybody to, you know, to love anybody. But in this situation, this happened with, um, when it comes to Noah. We'll talk about him in just a second. But this right here, there's a certain spot where we need to cover. Whoever covers an offense seeks love, but who repeats a matter separates close friends. Be careful what you share about who wronged you and who hurt you with who you share it with. One of the worst things you can do is to somebody to say, I'm going to tell you something that you can't tell. Please don't put that on them. Don't put that on them. You have to, listen, help get you some people that can help you handle what's going on, but it's not to be public. And the reason why the other two things I talked about, illegal or moral, the reason you have to deal with those two things because they might do it to somebody else and you need to stop it. Some things you can't cover up, but because somebody cussed you out, I don't think that's worthy of Facebook. My boss is not treating me right. Some, I mean, I, everything's there. 
Everything's there. And the Bible says at some point, if you're going to reconcile, if, you're going to, if love is going to win, if these people are going to find Jesus Christ, you can't share everything. You just can't share it all. And so that's what he says. Repeating it, it separates. Let me say this, and I'll uh, give you the last few things. Noah, you know Noah and the ark and the flood. You know all those things? Well, they got finished with all that. And they were rebuilding the new world, and he planted a vineyard and vineyard, and when they all came in, Noah went out there and got a hold of all that, and he got drunk. Okay? I just killed your impression of Noah right now. He got drunk, and then he got naked, and he went into his tent, and so he's in there naked and drunk. His youngest son comes up. His youngest son comes up and sees dad in there naked. He runs and tells his brothers, dad's in the tent drunk and naked. He wasn't supposed to tell that. So the brothers come in and they have like a sheet behind them and they walk backwards into the tent so they cannot see their dad naked and they cover him up. Noah wakes up a little later and finds out, finds out what's happened. You know what he did with the youngest one? He said, I curse you and your descendants. And Noah had a little power back then since he was the only one there. So he cursed the descendants and he said, you're, you guys that did not do anything, anything wrong, I'm going to bless you guys. I'm going to bless your descendants. What he was saying, he should have covered that one. Should have covered that one. And so there's some things that you need to cover that you don't need to share with the world and you need to be careful. How do we pray f- for the hard heads? You ready? Pray God will open their eyes and recognize when they, they hurt other people. I pray that for you too. And I pray that for me. Ah, oh, sometimes I just get crazy and say things. Have you ever done that? Like, why did I say that? You don't even mean it, do you? It's just a feeling that comes up like, oh, and you say it. And you have to pray that God will open their eyes when they hurt other people. Pray God will help them get to the root of their problem or your problem. Let me just ask this. Why are we so mad? Why are we so angry? That's a question that you have to deal with. Why are we so negative? I know we're born that way. But we have the king of kings. You know this isn't home. We're going to heaven. You should be the happiest people in the world. One day we will be getting out. (laughs) Not anytime soon. But we are going somewhere that's better than this because of Jesus Christ. He said, you should, not even, you should not even live like anybody else. You should not even think like anybody else. You should be the happiest people on earth. They said, that they, listen, they called the early Christians drunkards. They were drunk. Who gets drunk by 9 o'clock in the morning? They were asking these questions in Acts. They were asking the question. And he said, the people that are drunk on God, <laughs> the Holy Spirit did that. They were so happy what they had discovered about what Jesus Christ could do. They were so happy. You should be happy drunk, not drunk drunk, but happy drunk. Go to work like that. No, do that. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. All right, last one. I thought, well, is that my last one? Well, I think that's my last one. Here's what I tell you to do. Let's think about this. Y'all go ahead. Y'all can stand with me. Y'all go ahead and stand with me. Um, let's do this. I don't even know where to begin to pray on this one. I don't know if... 
you're the one that's angry or you're the hard head or you're the one that's dealing with somebody who is a hard head or this unlovable thing or this unforgiveness thing maybe. Uh, you know, this anger. If you're an angry, depressed, or mad at the world or whatever it is, I, I think we need to figure out why you're that way. Now, again, let's don't go to Facebook. Let's find some close friends and people that can help you. And, you, and there's some things that you may need help with, with counselors and that kind of thing. I wouldn't, it'll just ruin your life if we don't deal with it. It just will. So I don't know where all this is going to fall, but I'm going to pray. Let's pray. Father, we thank you again for what you're doing. It's hard living here. We know it's hard living around people who are hard-headed and unlovable. We got all that. So I pray, Father, that you would give us what we need. I pray we will start with ourselves when it comes to unforgiveness and anger and all those things that cause all these emotions. Because we know that we are to love because you ask us to love. And you told us to love our enemies. You said it. Told us to bless them and not to curse them. So let's have, give us that heart to love and to care and to ask the questions, why? Why? So, Father, I pray if there's unforgiveness here that we'll deal with it. If there's emotions, if there's anger, whatever it is. I pray, Father, that we'll deal with it. And we can only deal with it with you. We can't humanly love everybody, but we can love everybody through you. So thank you for what you've done today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you were encouraged by today's message and made a decision to follow Jesus, be sure to let us know by connecting with us at marathonchurch.org. If you haven't already, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcast. To experience more messages, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at marathonchurch.org or download the Marathon Church app. Thanks for listening to the Marathon Church Podcast.